1: Of these guys who are your coaches now on defense, Jordan Hankins was a defensive coordinator before he was obviously part of the staff last year. But he was at uh, Tennessee Martin, and then Esposito was the coordinator up there in Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, not in Michigan. Western Michigan. So I mean, but you would think between those two, you could help help the defense. And the, obviously, the bowl game—they have a lot of momentum right now. Like I totally flipped my whole opinion of Memphis. Maybe I shouldn't have based on one game, but it just seems like. Everything is heading in the right direction, and the schedule kind of works in your favor next year.
2: Um, I was listening to Jeff. He covered Lou Esposito back in the day and remembered what a character he is. I mean, he's going to bring a lot of energy, uh, no question, as a former Tiger. I mean, sort of like having Penny at the helm bleeds blue. I mean, this is going to be – That's you know, cool. You're talking about, you know, sort of, okay, I, you know, I'm doing this. It matters more to me sure, because yeah, this is where I've gone. And you can make – I, I will say that, you know, I felt I, – I had high hopes for Matt Barnes because he was coming from Ohio yeah. State – right you're bringing you him think. over from a big time yeah. program and now it's it's about you know game planning for AAC offenses as opposed mm-hmm. to Big 10 offenses and okay th- this should go well because of the the pedigree because of the fact sure. he's come from Ohio State and you clearly uh, especially that second year it did not you know it did not produce and so I, I i'm hopeful that uh that these two can figure it out because again i don't think that the uh the task is a tough one here you're just trying to get it from bad mm-hmm. uh, uh, get yeah. it to average to match with a an offense that That clearly was exceptional last year. And so, again, uh, I I don't know that it was an important hire, but you're certainly bringing some experience and adding some experience to Jordan Hankins in that spot. So you got co-defensive coordinators. Hopefully it's going to be a nice setup uh, for the Memphis football team that we mentioned. Got a lot of momentum going right now, and you're hopeful that uh, Ryan Silverfield can uh, can keep it going.
1: When I first heard the word Esposito, though, and I know this is Lou, but I first... I didn't see it was football at first, and I was thinking of Joey for a very quick second, and I had to, like, really delve into the story because I'm like, is jo- Joey Esposito? What is The, uh, the
2: former uh, yeah. Tigers uh, basketball The basketball assistant. coach, part yeah. of the
1: staff a few years ago. Yeah, like different different yeah. Esposito in that this case. That was your best
2: friend. And, and Esposito, in this case, who's already you been guys part were tight, of the family. Yeah.
1: no, Lou was here at late 90s, it looks like, like 99. This is before my time, so I wasn't here when Lou was part of the Memphis program.
2: Yeah, no, he, um, again, was a four-year letter winner for him and a guy that uh, – you know, a guy that most around here remember was a colorful offensive Fun lineman. That you, that, yeah. yeah, that you loved and you loved talking to on media day. He's—I mm-hmm. mean, this is a different era. He's sort of coming into yeah. now. I mean, '99, 2000, those years he was around. I mean, what you've done now since then in terms of accomplishments, in terms of how far you've come at a fo- as a football program. It's a, you've made great strides. Memphis in position again to be in a college football playoff. You wouldn't you know that? When Esposito was here as a player, those those things weren't on the table. Mm-hmm. And so you're coming into a situation, like we mentioned, where there's a lot of momentum and a lot of uh, the, the ceiling is higher than it's uh, maybe than it's ever been uh, for Memphis football. So I, I know he's happy to be home, and Ryan Silverfield seems to be very happy. He's got a former Tiger uh, in that spot. So again, hopefully it works out for Memphis. We got a lot more to talk about, including um, the NFL playoffs. Coming up this weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend, should be a fun one. There's a new mock draft uh, out at ESPN, and I've got to tell you um, what I think. You know, Taco Bell may be making a very smart move here. We'll do all that third hour. Plenty more to get to. You're listening to Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN. The Live Love Memphis group at the real estate agency. It's not just Live Love Memphis anymore. It's Live Love DeSoto, as it's been for a while, and Live Love Nash. Jennifer Carstensen and Live Love have extended their business to Nashville. So if you know someone up there that's got an idea, maybe they're itching a little bit to sell their home, have them call Jennifer Carstensen, 901-625-5200. So we're all over now. DeSoto County, Shelby County, going up to Nashville. She can help like she did for me five years ago, like she recently did for Alvin. Hit a home in Raleigh recently that she sold for more than he even thought possible. Got five offers in two days. Uh, But she's selling all over town. Germantown, she knows, like the back of her hand. And then, like we said, can go down to DeSoto County. Uh, My brother called me recently and said, what's that uh, that number to Jennifer? I quickly gave it to him because, again, I told you the number I called changed my life five years ago. We were in a much better situation. Equity, everything else. Jennifer didn't just sell my old home. Uh, help me find my new one, the dream home, as our wife calls it. So we're we'll indebted to her. Love singing her praises. Love passing along this number, 901 625 5200. Let it be the first call you make uh, if you're in the market to sell your home, because it's probably going to be the only call you make. You're going to fall in love with her. Uh, she's fantastic. In 901 625 5200. So live love Memphis, live love Nash, and live love DeSoto teams at the real estate. Agency. I get giddy thinking about Super Wild Card Weekend because, as we've said, you've got six pretty good ones over a three-day stretch starting Saturday with Browns at Texans. Uh, John and I talked about this on Monday. He is on that Brown side, Browns favored by two-and-a-half, I believe. He might have gotten it at one, uh, I think, when he jumped in. Uh, finishing off Saturday, it's a, a two games on Saturday. You'll have Dolphins at Chiefs. Uh, super intriguing game there, and you just wonder if the Dolphins, who are so banged up really on both sides of the ball, uh, really have anything else. But then there are, there are questions, too, about those Chiefs and whether or not they've got the weapons and, frankly, the the receivers uh, that Patrick Mahomes needs to make a playoff push. But you've got what are clearly two, you know, win humming, two certainly capable offenses in that one. And then on Sunday, uh, three games – before the uh, Monday night game it's going to end it wrap it all up. Steelers at bills a uh, watt will not be available for the Steelers. I think that was announced officially yesterday. Steeler's going to be able to get pressure on Josh Allen and force him into those, you know, what he's been prone to do when there is pressure, which is turn the ball over. Uh, I have my doubts, and Buffalo is up to a 10-point favorite in that game. You've got Packers and Cowboys, the Mike McCarthy special. He's been on both sides of this, both with the Packers and now as head coach of the Cowboys, who are, despite how well Jordan Love has played, seven-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Remember, the Cowboys have been uh, fantastic at home. Mm -hmm. 8-0 this year and almost a different team my guy uh john was besmirching uh michael parsons who i heard called the best defensive weapon in football uh by mina kimes after john had called him you know overrated uh make a big play in a game that man man get up out of here michael parsons is good and he's especially good at home i think the packers are uh in for a long day i told i I said it on the the Fanduel spot i'm i'm rolling with the cowboys this first weekend then the nightcap. On Saturday of the uh, of the excuse me on Sunday of the three games going to be Rams at Lions and this one is intriguing too because you got a Matthew Stafford who's been red hot with Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup going back home to Detroit and I say home in the sense that that is where his career started uh, for a while there it looked like Stafford was going to be a lifetime line then he gets traded to the Rams ends up going on winning the Super Bowl had to feel great for him he comes back and is taking on a Lions team that at home is favored by three this is one right here where um, I love the Rams in this spot. I just think, again, this this Lions team, for for whatever reason, has had issues, particularly with its physicality up and down and all over, and you're catching a Matthew Stafford who's so comfortable yeah. right now, healthy enough to beat you with that offense and those two receivers. Nakua has been fantastic as a rookie, broken all kinds of rookie receiving records. And so you just got a Rams team that's humming right now offensively. And I think uh you know, if the Lions aren't careful there, they could be looking at an upset. We mentioned that Detroit right now is a three point favorite, but I really like the Rams and that plus three in that game. And then finally on Monday night, the final game, and I think you got the uh I think the favorites in trouble here too. It's the Eagles mm-hmm. who after a ten and one start lose five of six to finish off the season and look broken taking on Baker Mayfield and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers again the Buccaneers hosting as the NFC South winner so they'll host this Eagles team that at one point no many of us had you know the way they were playing in the Super Bowl now I didn't pick the Eagles uh, this preseason, I picked the San Francisco 49ers. I'm looking pretty good there. But this Eagles team, at one point, is 10-1. and 1. It's absolutely rolling, uh, making history in terms of two straight 10-1 and 1 starts. And then now, all of a sudden, they look like they can't stop a nosebleed. Um, again, Baker Mayfield with Mike Evans, with those receiving weapons. I just think the Eagles here, especially the way they play defensively, could be in trouble. So that that's two favorites, yeah. uh, the Lions and the Eagles, that I think need to be on upset alert. What say you?
1: So the I'll start with the Eagles game, the last one you mentioned. Um, this seems to be Sirianni coaching for his career
2: right now. Maybe so. I know that that's you know at one point I thought that was ridiculous. But here's the thing: the Eagles moved on fast from Peterson, yep. who they fired after winning a Super Bowl. What a couple of a couple of seasons right mm-hmm. after, and so it's not like. They're, you know, a, a guy makes a Super Bowl run, and that means you're locked in for ten years. Right. They will fire what, what, you know, Peterson, who was clearly a successful coach, is now coaching the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. So they'll do it.
1: I think they're going to lose the game, and I think you're right about Baker Mayfield. I mean, if you're ever picking it, it they're favored in the game. Bucks plus three. If you, you know, I, I think it's going to be an interesting matchup on Monday. And then the other one that I'm interested in is that we're going to air the Packers Cowboys game here on Sunday. That's a three o'clock. Uh, kickoff Packers at Cowboys. Cowboys are unbelievable at home, and John is down on on Michael Parsons, or he, at least says he's overrated. I think that defense is incredible. Like the defense is incredible, and and the offense is incredible, especially at home. So I yeah. don't see the Cowboys losing that game.
2: Offense particularly, defense great at home. You know they've had their yeah. their issues on the road, but that's I I. I I have full faith in the Cowboys at home, where their kicking 8-0. game is amazing. They never miss. Well, they look like the clear number two in the NFC when they're yep. playing at home, and so yeah, you mentioned it. They got the great, the great kicker, special teams, yep. everything else. And remember, Jordan Love hadn't been at this point. Many of those Green Bay Packers have in terms of playoffs and everything else, but not Jordan right. Love in this spot. And so you've got the question of, yeah, he's been super smooth here late season, but what's he going to look like in the playoffs? So it should be pretty exciting. Uh, Super wild card weekend. I'll turn you to, and I've had my eye on it, certainly, and you guys know why, but it's getting pretty exciting because you've got guys jumping up and everything else. ESPN's got their newest mock draft, uh, the April draft, coming up. And I won't spend much time on the Bears because we've spent enough time already. But ESPN's got the Bears taking Caleb Williams with the number one pick, the USC quarterback that, as Mel Kuyper said, would just be taking a shot at a home run as opposed to a double or a single with Justin Fields. And whether you do that or trade back, I think it's pretty obvious and apparent Bears keeping their head coach in Matt Eberflus that was announced today. I think Adam Schefter had the news first. But they're moving. They're changing the OCs and quarterbacks, coaches. And would you do that if you were keeping Justin Fields? So I feel pretty good that this mock is right that the Bears, whether it's at one or trading back, will end up with a new quarterback with this change of the uh, with the, of the offense coordinator and everything else. Moving down, because I think the quarterback movement here is as interesting as it gets in terms of the draft. They've got right now the ESPN, this latest mock draft, the commanders taking – Drake May, the two-year starter out of North Carolina, I've been a little scared off of that just because I've got experience with North Carolina quarterbacks. Mitch Trubisky yep. was a one-year starter; I think started 13 games. You saw what happened with him with the Bears. So I've told myself, I don't know about those North Carolina quarterbacks. Drake May more proven. Uh, I need to be fair with him. There's no question about it. This season, completed 35 passes or 20 plus uh, 20 plus air yards, the third most in FBS. Uh, according to ESPN, still needs to improve his decision making and progressions, but he's. Constantly Commonly getting comps to Justin Herbert. And, again, if you're going to uh, – yeah, if you think this gets Justin Herbert, then you better believe these teams that are in the top two or three are going to be taking a guy like Drake May up high. Here's what's interesting. Jaden Daniels at one point was the sixth-rated quarterback in the draft, and some didn't even have him in the first round. I, this is what I think is going to happen. I think Caleb Williams is probably going to be drafted by the Chicago Bears just because of the arm talent, you know, 90 total touchdowns, 10 yeah. interceptions the last two seasons. I think now – that Jaden Daniels has got a shot to pass Drake May as the number two. Again, a guy that was once ranked Mm -hmm. the uh, sixth-rated quarterback in mock drafts. Coming out of LSU, your Heisman Trophy winner, has now moved up to number three. This mock draft has the Patriots taking him at number three. The quarterback at LSU, who was absolutely phenomenal um, this season, finished first in the FBS in total QBR, 95.6. Touchdown f- passes from the pocket, which is where he improved the most this season in terms of the the throws from the pocket. Being a pocket passer is what, frankly, the Bears were trying to see more of from Justin Fields this year. We know he can run. Yeah. Can you stay in the pocket and beat teams? He led, what, a 35 touchdown passes from the pocket, led FBS. Passing yards per attempt led FBS at 11.7, and we know he can run it. Yeah. What Ran for over 200 yards in a 300-yard passing game uh, against Florida, and that was coming off would look to be and appear to be a concussion in the week before against Alabama. Jaden Daniels excites me. Jaden Daniels excites me to the point that I would consider if I'm the Bears, trading back, not taking a Caleb Williams, who may be crowned, who may, yeah. may not have that chip on his shoulder. He's already been crowned his whole career, told he's the, he's the next best thing. Is he going to work? Like I know a Jaden Daniels who's had to work his way up, has had to prove more. Is he going to have that chipping on his shoulder like I know a Jaden Daniels has? That's why the possibility of trading back and not taking a Caleb and taking a Jaden Daniels or or a Drake May uh, if the Chicago Bears select to do so, I think because of the haul you can probably get for moving down yep. for them to come up and get Caleb, it's something you've got to consider. But Jalen Jaden Daniels rise. In this mod draft, and well, in the draft period, and whether or not he can sort of overtake Drake May, and who knows, maybe maybe at some point Caleb Williams is going to be one of the major storylines uh, in this draft. Real quick, moving on to the top five Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, the Arizona Cardinals, we've got him taking him at four. We've seen Marvin in some mocks, uh, the stud son of uh, Hall of Famer Marvin Harrison, we've seen him in some mocks listed as a potential number one draft pick, Mm -hmm. but the teams that are now locked into one, two, and three with the Cardinals now four, can't see them taking... Him uh, can't see them taking a receiver above the quarterback. Arizona is the first team that comes up. They've already got their quarterback situation settled. Well, they're stuck with Kyler Murray yeah. with the money that they've paid him. So they've now got to go out and get him weapons. And Marvin Harrison Jr. seems to make a lot of sense at four, especially with the way the draft uh, the draft order has played out. If there was another team needing a receiver, already had its quarterback, be different. Um, but uh, in this case, Arizona makes a lot of sense to go after Marvin Harrison. Then. Malik Neighbors, the wide receiver that Jaden Daniels did a lot of throwing to down in LSU, uh, they've got him listed going number five now to the Los Angeles Chargers. My guy, Roma Dunzi, the wide receiver out of Washington yep. that Penix missed uh, on a key throw in that game, uh, going number six to the Giants. Joe Alt for Tennessee Titans fans wondering what in the heck are we going to do now that Mike Vrabel isn't our coach? Uh, how do we start the rebuild? we going quarterback? we going something else? Uh, they suggest you're going to continue to try to beef up that offensive line to go with Skaronsky from last year. Joe Alt, the offensive tackle from Notre Dame, and most think of are the he's the highest graded offensive line in this draft. Uh, Atlanta Falcons taking uh, an edge out of UCLA, Latu, Latu. Uh, I'm sure I did not pronounce his first name correctly. Then Bears, nine, Dallas turned the edge out of Alabama. And then uh, the Jets taking an offensive tackle out of Penn State. And so, um Mock draft time, mock draft season certainly is and is when you got Mel Kiper coming on ESPN time. Um, should be exciting. I, I realize some of you all are in the playoffs this weekend, like we just talked about, and don't want to hear a darn thing about the April draft that coming up uh, is coming up. But the majority of us, yes, are already sort of looking ahead to what is going to happen in uh, in April. And I would tell you that again, set aside you know my excitement over what the Bears are going to do and the potential to own this draft you know, Jaden Daniels' rise. There is a good possibility, like last year, everyone thought, it was pretty much consensus, that Bryce Young was the guy, much like they do Caleb Williams. I'm just, I'm so scared of a situation of a similar one. Where the Bears take Caleb Williams and the guy that ends up being the best quarterback, as we saw, C.J. Stroud, is that. Yeah. You know, who was taken second by Houston. The guy who ends up being the better quarterback is Behind Is Jaden Daniels yeah. or Drake May. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's not, man. It, it, it is tough evaluating quarterbacks, and then you can think you've got the right guy and not have the right system around him. And it go, it go poorly. Again, Justin Fields could have worked out better with the Bears if they had had a better system. I'll raise my hand on that. I don't think they get it. did a good job of developing him. Say the same thing. I mean, we've, we've seen situations like that where a good quarterback can go to a bad situation and it not work out. And so my fear is that We've crowned Caleb. He's the consensus one, yep. and the guy you really want is like Jaden Daniels.
1: I'm looking at the four quarterbacks because I'm going down a little further. I'm surprised. Yeah, I how... should have gone down to the next. Well, QB JJ McCarthy him, is there for at twelve with the Broncos. Yeah, I like, just don't. I, I don't. Bite. I don't buy that either. Like if if you told me JJ McCarthy is going to be the twelfth pick, I'd say you're you're ridiculous. See
2: that the, the, there are some right. You'll get talked up, and you and 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 they have no business no. Uh, being there. And I just think JJ McCarthy has not shown me enough with that no. arm where I would feel comfortable enough taking him at number 12. I, I Frankly, I'd feel like J.J. McCarthy somebody I could pick up later. Yeah. Yes. But, but again. It feels with, very second-roundy to me. Be, because every franchise in the NFL is dead set yeah. on getting that guy. We've seen how it can change the culture, C.J. Burrow. You can go all the way back you you tend to talk yourself yeah, into guys yeah. and we've seen this over and or, over and over even again. Richardson last year like early when you saw him before he
1: got hurt like i mean these athletic quarterbacks and i'm talking about jaden even if you look at Caleb Williams if you look at the videos like Man, they can do some wild stuff. I'm just stuff. saying,
2: Zach Wilson. We talked ourselves into what what's he's he turned athlete. out to be? What what's he turned? Mac yeah, Jones. Yeah. We had talked up, and he's a first rounder. Ends up going to the Patriots. Not buying it, And that flails man. out. I just think there there are some where it's right. The rise is right. Now mm. I feel like it's right with Jaden Daniels. That just, dude is going good, to be a great a NFL bet.
1: quarterback. Yeah.
2: And he, you know, because of the improvement and everything else, folks were. Folks were too low on him. That rise feels correct. Yep. The JJ McCarthy one feels like a bunch of hot air. Yes, where you're trying to find the most that recent fourth, game fifth, you just saw. Guy. You know, again, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. Yep. Uh, and I just would not invest a high first round pick based on what I've seen with him. Do they have? I'm going down to see if Penix is listed in the first round. That would be the other storyline if you've got no. four or five quarterbacks going the first round. I, I do. I I think I think that game against Michigan. It hurt him bad. Hurt it hurt him. him. I mean,
1: it looked, because he looked hobbled, he didn't look healthy, and that was the biggest question. Yeah,
2: right. he is not, you're right, he is not mocked in this draft. I had seen him moved up into some first rounds, but I do think that game against Michigan, where they got after him, yeah. had him backpedaling, he's missing throws for the first time this season. No. You know, looked bang, and I'll be honest with you, he looked old. He looked old. He looked, he looked Mi- old at Michigan made him look old, and he's already an older prospect. Yeah. Somebody's going to take him, but I do yeah, I do be feel later. like it'll probably be a yeah. little bit later, maybe second round. I think J.J. McCarthy should be in that Second round with him. Yeah. Uh, But we'll see if some team like the Denver Broncos, who apparently are going to be moving on from Russell Wilson, we'll see if one of them is willing to invest a first round pick um, in a guy like J.J. McCarthy. I just, I've got my doubts, man.
1: Harrison on the other, going to some of these other positions, like, he can take the top off, and I think Adunze is the same way. Like those guys seem, and for a long time, there's some good receivers. Malik yeah. Neighbors
2: is another one that's going to yeah. be a top 15 type guy. I thought some they would good have receivers in here.
1: Harrison was supposed to be in the top three, and I
2: guess Jaden showed
1: out late, and then they like Drake May. But well,
2: it's, it's <laughs> that, that's where I go back to. It's more about draft order for that. It's yeah. not. It's not that Harrison isn't worthy yeah. of a one pick. It's that the teams that are drafting Bears, Commanders, and Patriots gotcha. all need the QB first. Yeah. So because Arizona, you know, won some games and dropped down to fourth. I think that's why you're going to have Marvin Harrison Jr. dropping down to fourth. But he, believe me, he is number He's one good. pick quality yeah. in caliber. He certainly is. There's there, there's no question if, if
1: about the that. Bears and I'm I think you're right that they're not going to stay with Fields. But if they were, that was the discussion was that they really would like a player like Marvin Harrison. If the
2: Bears were sticking with Justin Fields, you absolutely can take Marvin yeah. Harrison Jr. number one there. But because of the way the order and they'll still filled, have DJ Moore too, right? I mean, yes, uh, that's that's the point is that you're bringing whoever, which one of these receivers you draft? I think for the Bears it'll be at number nine. Yeah. Um, I don't know if a Doonesy is going to be available there, but someone one of the other ones might. Keon Coleman from Florida State. Yeah, you got options. You're going to put him opposite yeah. D.J. Moore on the other side, God. and you're going to give Caleb Williams or Jaden Daniels like a, a, a great pair of receivers. One of them, awesome. a vet who caught for 1,300 yards this year and makes any quarterback he plays with better. That's D.J. Moore. And the other one, a guy who can, now, as you just got, said, take the top off. They've
1: got the Bears taking this edge rusher out of Alabama, yeah. Dallas, Dallas Turner.
2: Yeah, I, I hope that, you know, Again, the Bears could use another edge rusher, but that can also be addressed, Brad, in free agency, where the Bears have got a hundred right. million dollars in cap space. You do need something on the other side of Montez Sweat, but you can address that
1: by a player. Again, go get a player. You
2: could. Yeah. I, I could make the same argument. You could do that with the receiver. Mm-hmm. But there's an opportunity here to go out and get a stud, uh, a rookie that you'll have on a rookie deal. I think you can address. I think you can address the receiver. Situation better with that nine pick than you can the uh, the edge rusher. And I'll play the role. Although I like Dallas. He's good.
1: If John were here, we would bring up the thirteen pick to the to the Raiders, the Vegas Raiders. They've listed as Kool Aid McKinstry with the coolest yeah, name that's on the, the board. That's, that's the, the DB corner. from Alabama. He's Yeah, good. he's really good. He's uh, fast,
2: NFL quality, and and there's no question he'd be a good addition for the Raiders. It's not very sexy for a guy no. that right now. Has got what a uh, O'Connell and yep. uh, you know the quarterback situation there with a Garoppolo. It's a mess. I want John to come on and see me for Justin Fields. And they That's have not announced that Antonio Pierce is going to stay or no. not. They have no. not that said that job anything. is still officially still open oh, yeah. as of now. Okay. Now again, he, they ended up winning what seven eight games. Yeah, I mean the the players like it, including a, a Christmas Day win over the Kansas City yep. Chiefs and. Remember the last time uh, Mark Davis, with the players wanting him to stick with the interim, didn't. Yep. And so you just wonder if there's going to be a shift there, and he decides this time he's going to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm actually a little bit surprised that that hadn't already been I'm announced. surprised, too, yeah. Right, that they were keeping uh, Antonio Pierce with the improvement uh, that he brought to the table. I, I, Would I'm you not... rather
1: have Antonio Pierce or Jim Harbaugh, though? That's the one of the things, you when you search for this, that's the first thing that pops up.
2: Well, and that's, that's the question. And it's also a question, of, as Mark pointed out, how much are you going to pay Are you willing to give him one of those ten million dollar a year contracts based on what he's done? I mean, the guy has reached the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. um, with the Niners. You hear him uh, in his (laughs) interviews saying, "Well, you know, my dad want to." a college football title, I think it's an assistant coach. My brother has won a Super Bowl as the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, and I had to be the guy sitting at the little table because I had not won the big one. And (laughs) now (laughs) I can sit at the big table with my dad and with my brother because I am a national championship I have reached.
1: Yeah, I heard this. And I I love that Mark's team won, and and there are a lot of Michigan fans. It's a proud program. It's a historic program. Having said all that, I think Jim is a weirdo. Even from his time with the Niners, coming to the, you know, the cheating stuff is one thing, but he's a strange. There's a lot that comes with Jim Harbaugh being your football coach. Uh,
2: Bear Jones will tell you he's a he's arrogant. The former ECS standout yes. that we used to have on regular. Oh, covers, I remember him telling a story about that for ESPN. Yeah, was recruited by Harbaugh, I believe it was, at that time it was to Stanford. Yeah, uh, and then years later when he didn't pick him, didn't and even had a great, say anything. To had him. had a monster career at Alabama, where yeah. he won national championships. Told him like you you picked the wrong school. I think the story was something it. along the those lines and 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 he knew the what about what alabama had done right. in the time that barrett jones had been there you know to say that and and whether he was you know just quipping yeah. or whatever else um <laughs> you, we we know you I talk mean, guy, about holding on right there though the, you're the, jim harbaugh the guy lied to the ncaa ended up having to serve a yeah. self-imposed three game suspension uh, of that first three games that he missed and misses another three um he is as arrogant as they come but i, I just wonder yeah. how much of that is the the you know that family too has got such it's that,
1: yeah, it's that proud, such high you know, they all, standards yeah, and, and everything else, I don't know, and you man. just you just wonder. It's a with little them, much that, for me to be honest with you. I I like Antonio Pierce because I see what those guys in the locker room—they
2: love him—and I'd love to see a guy like Antonio Pierce get a shot at that. Yeah, I just don't, I don't know if. Uh, Harbaugh's a player's coach in college. They all love him to a man. Clearly, yeah. I don't know, and he was that in the NFL. I don't know if he's still that because, like no, you no. said, he's got he's gotten a little weird. He's he, a little he, strange. He's gotten a little weird and a little kingly. When you ask when he answers questions
1: too, it's a, it's much different. It's, and that and it's that not,
2: that kingly attitude don't work so well in the NFL. I'm he knows that. I just wonder whether he yeah. can adjust back. Um, you're right. Raiders could be one of those teams that are interested. Yeah. and Maybe that's one of the reasons why they haven't made Antonio Pierce uh, full time yet. We'll see what happens with that. We've still got the we mentioned the New England Patriots opening or not. Uh, will Bill Belichick uh, move on or parting of ways? Be fired? Uh, we'll still see what happens with that. Bringing it back home, though, uh, we've talked about it. Tigers, Grizzlies, both back in action. Grizzlies wrapping up a three-game road trip yesterday. That was fun. There's no question about it. We'll talk more about that. We'll talk more about the Tigers game tonight against UTSA. One, we're hoping they control from start to finish. We'll do that when we come back. You're listening to Jason and John, 92.9 FM. Yes.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are.
4: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: All right. Thought we were out, but they pulled us back in. Breaking news out of the NFL. In this case, again, from Adam Schefter. And as he says, it's a shocker, and it is a shocker. Shocker in Seattle. Pete Carroll. What? Pete Carroll, Corn Adams Schefter, the Seattle Seahawks coach, is expected to be out as head coach. Per sources, he still could remain in the organization, but not as the head coach. Fourteen seasons, two Super Bowl appearances, and of course, uh, 2013 they go 13 and three and win the Super Bowl. Uh, Seattle does, and I am. I think I'm more shocked with this one than I am with with Vrabel. I realize that you know nine and eight, you finished third in the NFC West this year. Um, this is not the losing situation that's been the last two years for the Titans. Like I, you know, with Vrabel and with a new GM, you could okay, uh, yeah, he's a good coach. You're firing a good coach. But I can see where, you know, both sides not on the same page anymore, especially the coach and the GM can understand. Look, this one is shocking. It's shocking. Again, he was second in the NFC uh, uh, West last year at 9-8. Uh, uh, two years before that, 12-4, and 11-5, 10-6. And and, and and here's my other thing. It looked like they had made the right decision to move on from Russell Wilson. <laughs> yes. They 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 figured like, that out. There was one point where I said, okay, if you're trading Russell Wilson, I mean, Pete Carroll in his 70s, and I think uh, he's 72 now. Yep. Why are you going on? You're going to start all over with a new quarterback? And he goes and takes Geno Smith. And makes the most of them and, and, yeah. and looks right in terms of moving on from Russell Wilson and, and the haul that they got for him. Uh, that to that point yeah. I, I had to change my mind. Like Pete Carroll still knows what he's doing. Yes. Like he had to he had his uh his finger. They wrote up, me off. I ain't right back. On the rhythm the thing. And then and then, right and then you bounce back and you got Geno playing well last year. Crazy. Um so I am. I'm I'm shocked that the franchise has decided to go another direction. I realize because we've, we've talked about it with Belichick, he's getting a little long in the tooth in his 70s now, but um, I didn't think they had a down enough season this year. Again, they had a winning season, 9 and 8. I didn't think they had a down enough season to be moving on from Pete no. Carroll, who, again, won you a Super Bowl.
1: No, it's it's bananas. Here's
2: here's the follow up. So the seventh opening.
1: So Adam Schefter just tweeted out his his stats: fourteen seasons, one thirty seven and eighty nine, two Super Bowl appearances, Super Bowl win. You might remember last year they probably should have lost that game, and they they won at the end. I mean, they just kept winning, and they shouldn't be. They were nine and eight this year. I mean, third this year is it's miraculous they were nine and eight. Yeah, he was just in the playoffs two years ago. It's bananas. It's right. bananas. This is. I think you're. I'm, right, I'm with you with what you just said. I though, wonder if it's about an, Vrabel. Uh, this is
2: more shocking than Vrabel. But I want. But but I I wonder if you if there's an if there's a coach out there that they like and that's the maybe reason. that's it. Maybe it's Harbaugh to, to move on from a guy like this. Whether it's Harbaugh, whether it's, it whether it's Vrabel, that's what you're um, going to see. Maybe there's a guy out there that they really like because yep. y- you would think that there must be a. That's plant. exactly what you're, it is. you're taking out a pretty accomplished dude and and Pete Carroll, a yep. guy who still seemed to be on top of things. Um, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. This is
1: not an age thing either. He was very vigorous. It's not like he's out of shape or he's not on the side. He's pacing the sideline, chewing gum. I mean, he's just doing his Way thing, more man. so than
2: Bill Belichick. Yes. Like, the dude's got more energy than most 20-year-olds. 100%. So more than you, me. Yeah, I mean, could, he's could out be there doing a deal doing where it. you were holding that no. against him, and now you're – No, I, I, yeah. I wonder if this is not a deal where they see a guy that they really like, and now he's available – and you can go get them. Or as an organization, you just have these conversations that we're
1: having behind the scenes, and you're like, okay, we want them to be part of our organization, but when are we going to make a move, and when does that time come, and what's our next plan? So you move on to the next coach, and it's going to be, you know, Vrabel or Jim Harbaugh.
2: Yep, from the Seahawks, they wow. released a statement said, after thoughtful meetings and careful consideration for the best interest of the franchise, we have amicably agreed with Pete Carroll that his role will have Evolve from head coach to remain with the organization as an advisor. Sounds like Schefter says that's still up for uh, mm-hmm. uh, whether he's going to remain in the organization, but that's the Seattle's plan. They're giving him a nice little cushion to fall yeah. back on. Pete is the winningest coach in Seahawks history, brought the city its first Super Bowl title and created a tremendous impact over the past 14 years on the field and in the community. His expertise leadership and leadership in building a championship culture will continue as an integral part of our organization moving forward. Pete will always be a beloved member of the Seahawks family. This one's pretty shocking.
1: They realize it was 14 years he went straight to Seattle after coaching at USC he was only at USC he was he was a longer time at, at Seattle than he was at USC he was only at USA for eight
2: years this is um it's not unlike the situation that Kraft has got with Belichick on his hands, where you want to frame this correctly, too. That if, you, if you're if you moving on from him, you don't want it to be a situation where you're disrespecting the guy, and thus, I think that's why you've seen we still want him in our organization right. as a consultant or whatever else. You don't mean, be disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, no. it's not, you know, difficult decision in the sense that you've got a guy that's, that's won a ton, brought you a Super Bowl. In Bill's case, it's six to the Patriots, and you want to, yeah, you're probably in your heart. You know it's time to move on, yeah. but you want to be careful with it's. It's probably now that I think about it, it's probably a lot like that. Now that said. Uh- you weren't dead like the Patriots have been on the field for the last couple of years or just completely out of it. You were still solid. Yep. Now, were you a top in the uh, top team in the NFC? No. That had fallen off and uh, you certainly came back down to earth a little bit this year, finishing third in the NFC West. That was a year after you know losing in the wild card to San Francisco. But that said, it's it, it was in a lot better shape yep. than the Patriots are currently. But I do think it's sort of similar in that you've got two legends, for the most part, in place in these places. And again, we're replacing uh, replacing legends can get tough. and can get sticky. And it uh, sounds like to me they tried to frame it as best as possible, but they, they clearly want a new flavor. It's not quite
1: Tomlin level, but he's only had three losing seasons, and two of them were in his first two years. He was 7-10. Yeah. Uh, because he, he lost he was seven and nine in ten and eleven both years, and then he went on a streak all the way through twenty where he'd never had a losing season for those ten years. And then in twenty one he went seven and ten. Last two he's been nine and eight. Like this dude's a
2: winner. He's really good. I wonder if somebody else might look at Pete Carroll and I and I he suppose might. that's what Schefter's saying. There that'd be the question about why you'd remain with Seattle if you can get another head coaching job. Right. I wonder if I wonder if he would want that or if he'd be uh, an attractive candidate. I, I, I would uh, oof.
1: I mean, it, it's the, it's the I, age, unfortunately, and I'm not trying to be ageist. And you're but,
2: starting over. You're yeah. trying to build a foundation Program. as yep. opposed to something. He's still That's got right. looking pretty solid, yes. pretty okay right now. You'd be starting over. And if you're him, that. do you really want to go
1: and try to be the next, whatever, Patriots? You're not going to go to the Patriots, but you follow me. The so, commander's so,
2: coach. Do, so do we think somebody else will want Bill Belichick? Um... I, I think it's challenging and here's why. When you I, have think, a, I think for both. I think it's, I challenging. Be, it's challenging for both. And for I'm it. not
1: saying that to be ageist. I'm just being real with you. This is the conversations that go on in boardrooms all over America, right? You're like, "Okay, are we going to hire a 73-year-old or 72-year-old to start our We're program?" We're starting over. Yes. I mean, we did it with Larry Brown. Remember when Larry Brown came in here now he was a little older, like 80 older, but like you always have these conversations. Yeah. I, I don't think we're off base there.
2: No, I, yeah, I, it just it, it does. It makes me question just sort of how attractive candidates, how attractive candidates they are, right. if they are still. Because again, I think it does depend less. on the job that you've got.
1: And I'm not, I'm not being disrespectful. It just is less. Yeah, it's just a fact. If,
2: if you're trying to build from the ground up and you need an overhaul, the Patriots are yes. certainly one of those teams. And. I, I just don't know if you go in this direction, even with as accomplished as both of these coaches are. This one's shocker. Uh, this is one, wild. this is two straight days yeah. here of being shocker. A little bit different in terms of the situations, like we said, Vrabel's last two years, and especially in the division, had fallen way off, but uh, a bit of a shocker here.
1: If you would have fired your coach today, which you didn't, the Bears just clean house and they kept the coach, basically, especially on the offensive end of the ball. Um, they kept the defensive coach, obviously, uh, which is him. Uh. Um would you want Pete Carroll?
2: No, no, no. It's for those reasons. Just because, yeah, respect to everything you did. But the Bears have still got. While I think they can get there quickly, there's still a lot of work to do in terms of building this foundation. And again, I'm not. I'm. I, I'm trying to do it quickly. Titans
1: uh, are going to hire somebody young too. All these. All these places they want these young coaches. They want Lincoln Riley. They want um, even somebody. And now you know, like uh, Harbo's a little
2: older, but you know he's in his fifties. Yeah. I guess, You know, Pete Carroll out after 14 seasons. Yep. As the Seattle Seahawks coach, coming a day after, we were shocked by Mike Vrabel's firing uh, out of Tennessee. So we are now up to, I think, officially seven. Seven openings. Yep. Uh, Yesterday, the sixth became the Titans. So, um, yeah, Seahawks, Commanders, Chargers, Raiders, Panthers, Falcons, Titans. Out of those jobs, Brad, Seahawks, Commanders, Chargers, Raiders, Panthers, Falcons, Titans, which one would you want? Which one's the most attractive at this well, point? Well, you've laid
1: out the Chargers job seems to be the most attractive I given the weapons. I, I, think think so. I, I think your argument for that is pretty well documented. I will say, though, the Raiders situation is not terrible because you get to, you got some pieces in a draft pick to work with there. Who's your QB? O'Connell? Now, John would Garoppolo? say it's not O'Connell. Right. I would say it's O'Connell. Really. Like, I mean, he showed you something at the end of the season. You started him all those games. I mean, I think you got to take a run at it, don't you? Um, I could. I you could, could buy probably that. draft. I mean, a, you'll, you'll still draft a quarterback, but you may not draft him in that first round with that that late that teens pick.
2: Or trade up to get one. You might trade up to
1: get one. That that's a fair point. i if, yeah, In fact, I, that I still would be think, the one.
2: I still. I'm with you. I I don't think it's changed. I still think the most attractive job, just because you know the quarterback is there is still the chargers um what about the commanders job
1: i mean they've got weapons oh my they're going to
2: i mean <sighs> except a
1: quarterback they don't have a quarterback
2: well, and they just traded off half of their defense with Chase that's Young. That's a problem. And they gave the Bears Montez Sweat. Now, they do have picks. Yeah. You know, they, got, they got some stuff that's in return saying. for that. You get that, to but, play with some stuff. Um, it, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be tops on my list. People that are in the league would argue the
1: Patriots because there's all of these systems and organizations and, a, and an owner well, who's and just— Well, if you get
2: in good with Kraft, you got right. security. That's, that's what it feels like. like and that's, that's, I, I would put the Patriots still above uh, commanders. I mean, who's won at Washington of late? Nobody.
1: You gotta go back to like Joe Gibbs. But see, the owner was crap. Like this is the first go at this for the new owner. That's They're true. starting fresh. You get a new owner, you a new owner yeah. and somebody's gonna look at that and say, "I want to start with this new owner because I want to get in with them." You know, the Seattle I don't know enough about because Pete Carroll's been there for 14
2: years. Yeah, I, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. But a new opening, a seventh opening now. Here's in where the I wouldn't go.
1: I wouldn't want to go to the Titans. I wouldn't want to go to the Titans. I wouldn't want to wouldn't go to work for that with the GM. No disrespect, but like it, it feels. Yeah, it seems like there's some stuff, and the owner. I don't know. I the Titans seems a little strange to me. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. What what happens? Will with Hopkins, I don't. I
2: don't know that you got the quarterback there. I don't know that you got a one because that that Hopkins deal was a one year deal. If I'm yeah. not mistaken. So who's your number one? You got Derrick Henry now. You know, probably going to be leaving as a free agent. There's just no. There's in terms of personnel, they got a lot of holes to fill. Yeah. And and frankly, the priority for the Titans is probably still offensive line, which has to yes. needs a whole overhaul still at this point, like Skaronsky. But that's why most mocks have the Titans taking a another offensive, offensive line because it yeah. it has uh, greatly fallen off. So we continue to get yeah. uh, movement <laughs> every in day in the NFL and uh, another coach I, usually. Feels like most of the action typically happens on Black Monday. Like that, I, I don't remember a year where it's co- sort of been yeah. strung out like They're this. They're being more respectful, maybe. Maybe so. And it's <laughs> and you have had some legends that uh, apparently a couple of franchises willing are, are saying it's time to move on from one of those today. Obviously, Pete Carroll, and like we said, we'll see what happens. Now the Falcons, with Bill they just
1: dropped Arthur Smith on his ass. They're like, "You now, get the hell out, man!"
2: Listen, I know if we can make our Arthur Smith uh, jokes, and he is not. He did not um, maximize. You know, Kyle Pitts, some of the weapon, oh. B. John Robinson this year, and you're supposed to be an offensive guy. Like, that's your cup of tea. You come yep. up an offensive coordinator. But if I'm my Bears, I'm looking at Arthur Smith. I'd okay. be looking – if as an enemy, offensive if, coordinator? Yeah, as, wow. as the OC, because you just fired yours. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, Eric Biennemi, if he's not getting a head job, I'd be looking at him as well. I'd realize yeah. that Washington Commanders team, that won a lot of games, but that offense, I think Hal threw for a ton of yards. You know, Again, I'd, I'd be looking at Arthur Smith or Eric B. Enemy, uh for that OC position that's opened after you fire Luke Getzy. Uh You keep Matt Eberflus, but you're firing Luke Getsey Up to seven coaching openings. Wow. Uh, we'll see if we've got any more. Again, keep everybody's got that eye on uh, on new england and what's going to happen with bill belichick must feel like they're going to eventually move on from him we got to take a break we'll be back to wrap it up i've been i've been teasing this taco bell story the entire three hours that i got to get to i am a fast food connoisseur and i'm excited about this news i'm going to tell you about it do a little more when we get back and listen to j&j 929 fm espn
5: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you
2: Make sure you stay tuned for g 90 and Jeffrey. They're going to have Memphis Athletics Director Laird Veach on uh, during their show. Memphis, obviously, super excited right now. A historic day, as they call it yesterday, taking over control of Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. So make sure you keep it locked in uh, for G&J up next. I've been talking about this story a while. Um, we haven't talked much about it, but I am a... A uh, fast food connoisseur, as you know. I'm a guy yes. that loves the value menu. And here's one thing we haven't talked about. It was an addition recently uh, to what I think. They, they came in and they, cra- they, they just crashed the fry, the French fry rankings, when they brought in and introduced their new nacho fry. That would be Taco Bell. I don't know, Brad, because nacho fries have been out for a while now, if you've ever had... If I've you've ever had the you. experience of I don't having Taco nacho Bell fries, Bell a lot. but what I would tell you I'm is not. because you you don't you're not a Taco Bell. I so not. I used to go to Del, story Del Taco. When I was in Vegas, but okay. I, I'm not a Taco Bell well, guy. Well, maybe you will now. I, maybe and this I'll tell might you be what. the change. But, but what I want to start this off with the fact that the yeah. addition of the nacho fry and it, it's been seasonal. I don't, they I, I, I've questioned why they don't make that thing just full time. They don't just give you the nacho fry, Brad. That's got all the great seasoning on it. They give you actual some some dip like you would see with nachos when you order your nachos. Yeah, sure. Now you get your dip like they give you the cheese dip to dip the fries in to go with the nacho fries. So so here's it. My my son and I, we do this all the time. French fry rankings. Um, McDonald's is still one. Oh, we have ours lower than that. For me, I'll be interested to get yours. For me, the nacho fry at Taco Bell has taken over at number two. I'm a guy that loves Arby's Arby's fries and usually has them ranked pretty high. Now, again, nacho fries didn't take over. Didn't take over the number one spot. McDonald's to me will always reserve, always has that spot, but they crashed the rankings when they came in with these nacho fries. Now they've got something new brad okay. um before we do that what are your fry records
1: no just number one but is not mcdonald's i'm sorry Why? no disrespect Ooh, what are you who, who are you 30 years ago it's mcdonald's when they dipped it in that lard that beef lard that's when mcdonald's was really good 30 years ago now it's just like it's not good and especially if it's not hot if you get cold mcdonald's fries i will nothing get worse. cold
2: mcdonald's fries you have to throw them in the trash now but when they're hot freddy's are so good they can almost withstand cold, that's how good they are. That's what I would say about Arby's fries. But Freddy's fries can withstand cold, I would push back on the, that they, a little they,
1: bit. They, You want them hot. Better Let than Let me McDonald's be clear, fries. you want them hot, but... If you like I if there was just sitting on this counter and I'm like, I'm a little hungry, well, I might, I'd go for the Freddy fry before I'd go for the McDonald's fry. Do, Freddy's do,
2: number one. Do me a favor, um sometime in the near future. I'll give it a try. Just stop by Taco Bell I'm, and get I might you. Do order, it today. Get you order. Because now you can do a small or a large nacho fries. I'm pretty sure it got It looks terrific on the pictures to, I'm looking so, at. So just try that and I'm just curious to see where once, when, where they'll rank, okay. if they rank, if they break into your top cookout three, Cookout is four. also
1: way up there because they have the, the
2: big, you know, I like cookout, cookout fries. Cookout just gives also, you a lot of food, the price, period. Your the sides price are like nuggets, bro. Yeah, the price so point is it yeah. kind of fits the Carson uh, chicken budget. Chicken wrap as a side. Yeah, no you get that quesadilla, it. cookout, it's love, all good. I love me some cookout because yeah. it's cheap and you get a lot Good price point. Um, yeah. Uh, taco, Continue. Uh, here, here's the rest. I, I brought up the nacho fries yes. and how, how smart that was for Taco Bell. They're now launching, the news is out, and you can see it over at commercialappeal.com, a new value menu with items under three bucks. And it's coming to Tennessee this weekend. Very exciting wow. for me. Yeah, they're calling it the Taco Bell Cravings Value Excited. Meal. Yes, I am. Uh for one ninety nine. Tell me if this sounds good. Okay. Double stacked taco, crunchy taco shell filled with seasoned beef, fiesta strips, less cheddar cheese, wrapped in soft tortilla with nacho cheese sauce. Yeah. You're getting the sauce on that as well. They're spreading it around. 199, I think the best part about that is price. the price. They got a two nineteen stacker. Seasoned beef, nacho cheese sauce, three cheese blend folded together into a tortilla. Mm. They got a 229 three cheese chicken flatbread melt coming for you. A 249 chicken enchilada burrito coming for you. 297 cheesy double beef burrito. And finally, 299 loaded beef nachos. Nacho chips topped with seasoned beef, beans, nacho cheese sauce, red sauce, reduced fat, sour cream. It's good for you, Brad. I know you like the reduced fat and guacamole. Also, for the healthy folks, there are four vegetarian friendly items. 119 cheesy roll-up, $1.29 spicy <laughs> potato soft taco, $1.49 cheesy bean and rice burrito, wow. $249 cheesy fiesta potato. This is the sort of outside-the-box yeah. thinking and the willingness to do new things that we need from our fast food places. I agree. So I love it. I love yeah. the imagination of Taco Bell. I love that they're trying to come back. I don't know if you've seen it, but there ain't no more four-for-fours no. and Wendy's. They've gone up. It's five, six, seven bucks yes. now. And so you're battling the, uh, as value menus start to go up, you're coming down. That'll bring folks in. And then you give them a menu of the healthy stuff, a bunch of extra cheese. Who ain't going to like this? No, but I would Taco say. Taco Bell on top of things.
1: Fast food restaurants have... Slowly but surely, gone expensive. Like it, all oh, of I know. them. You, the value I'm, I'm even menus, talking so. about the value meals. Yeah, yeah you yeah, can't I know. Just like, just like grocery meal. shopping
2: has gone up. They the value need to get menus back
1: to where up. you go into a restaurant and you know I, I can it. go to these five or seven things and I can get my double stack taco. This one's my favorite out of all those items. And I'm looking at the list now. Yeah, the double stack taco with the crunchy taco it looks delicious for under two bucks. It's a buck ninety nine. It's two dollars.
2: Again, the best thing about all those items is the price. That's and that, it again. That is coming from a value that is uh, a connoisseur. Menu. Connoisseur. there's yes, no you question. Are. But I, like I told you, Taco Bell's been yeah. real smart Shout here out to of Taco late Bell. Yeah. with the uh, <laughs> like we talked about the addition of the nacho fries, and I think they're smart here to go with a new yeah. uh, three dollar menu. We'll see how it works out for them. I know I'll be up in how line here. How often do you go to Taco soon. Bell? Uh, probably about at least once every two weeks, Chris. And I know
1: it. McDonald's is way, that Frazier McDonald's, especially where we've had some fun in the parking
2: lot, you you visit that regularly. I, Noel, I've stopped. You have? I, um, I will go, I now drive to oh, other McDonald's. No.
1: no wonder they're about to I go out go to business. The, I will go to the
2: Austin P McDonald's okay. or I will go to the Germantown Parkway in Dexter McDonald's to do business because Frazier doesn't want my business. Frazier, too slow out there. <laughs> Frazier, I don't know who owns that one. But they—they're the they, not getting. Uh, it's not a Mike Vrabel type effort where no. they're getting the most out of their workers <laughs> and their players. You know what I'm saying? I go to I that I feel like Freddy's, that one could be doing better. That Freddie's by, by your place Park, over on. I it is a
1: hot spot for the Carson household. Like we hit that thing once a week. That you hit it once a week. Well, we we're out that's that way because there's baseball out there and there's a lot of activities. Now are
2: they still? Are those baseball fields still open over we there? We I about?
1: should say, yeah. But you're, that's also the thoroughfare. If you're going to Bartlett or from my house, if you're going that way, you go on Germantown Parkway. I was over there the other. Day day because i had to get the, the i got this mini cooper used car traded the i traded the taurus jason so now i've got have you know did you know i traded the taurus? no well you need to go out you have a so. mini cooper i have a mini cooper we've had a mini cooper for six months and you have not seen the mini cooper it's a it's a countryman it's a four-door Countryman i rented one of those
2: one time and you want to know what that i
1: saw my car for smooth. you want to know what i got in the trade yeah i got five thousand dollars for the taurus
2: Wow, five thousand. Now that well. was trade in. No, you but did, I got five thousand dollars well. in that. So a lot more I got. From Y'all are
1: ridiculing me. You're like, you ain't. Well, getting well that's because any you out. told us you were
2: going to get twenty thousand dollars. I was a little, I, mean, I was loving yeah. the car. Whatever yeah, you said that was, day, yeah. that figure was high as hell. It was. It was. Yeah. No, that's was a, that's a good trade in deal oh, though. Five thousand.
1: Twenty thousand miles. Even- One owner in Collierville. He, it was a mint, and he never drove it. It was a two thousand seventeen. So I might have a hand me down to Jake. We're gonna see how this program works because I got a I got a trainer in the house right now yeah. with a permit. This is what he's rolling in because, unfortunately, these parking lots are disastrous for teenagers.
2: Well, y'all take that old Mini Cooper and run right through that Taco Bell oh, uh, drive-thru and will. get get an order of a nacho fries for I might head and over, tell what, me how they make you feel. What's
1: the one over here by White Station? It's a few uh, rows down from White Station near Poplar over there by the, the – there's a Taco
2: Bell really close. I might hit that today. Go over there and hit it and uh, and get you some nacho fries and, and tell me where You're they You're going there today, up, aren't you? See if you? they break through in your rankings. It might make the top with the fries. You do that. Memphis, up. Uh, Memphis basketball back in action, tonight, 7 p.m. No question about it. Should be blowing out UTSA or certainly they need to. Like to thank our guest today, Mark Giannato. Make sure you stay tuned for Giannato and Jeffrey. We'll see you back here tomorrow. For Brad, I'm Jason. We're gone.
5: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact.